Life Audio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine. I don't know how my mic is sounding today. I recently let my three-year-old and two-year-old boys play with my microphone. It did break, so I'm just using it in the shambles that it now is, hoping that it sounds okay. But you know what? That's a great segue into uh, welcoming our guest for this week's episode. Her name is Catherine Claire Larson. She is a mother of six boys, and after graduating with a master's degree in biblical studies, Catherine spent seven years writing with Chuck Colson for Breakpoint Radio, Christianity Today, and Newsweek Online. Today, she writes amidst the clatter and curiosity of her six young children. She's also the author of Waiting in Wonder, Growing in Faith While You're Expecting. On this episode, we discuss her new book called Watching in Wonder, Growing in Faith During Your Baby's First Year. It's a weekly devotional journal that will inspire you to record stories and prayers for your newborn as you create a memory book that you and they will treasure for years to come. So if you like what Catherine has to share, you can head to the links in our show notes to purchase a copy of her new book. I really enjoyed our conversation just talking about all things parenting and what it looks like to turn to the Lord when we just sometimes don't know what to do through the joy and through the hardships. Uh, God is always there with us. So after a few words for our sponsors, we'll get right into hearing more from Catherine. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Awesome. Um, so yeah, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself to begin? How did you first start identifying yourself as a Christian and how did you come to know God in the first place? Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see, I, um, I'm Catherine Claire Larson. I, um, was born and raised in a Christian home. So I really consider that a, a tremendous privilege. Um, just to have had parents who loved me and prayed over me and taught me about God from the time that I was little. So I grew up hearing about who God was and what he had done for me and what he'd done in my, my parents' lives and, um, you know, going to church and singing about him and learning scripture. So from a very early age, God was just forming me. Um, but I came, um, as a, as, I'd say probably about a 12 year old to really understand those things and um, accept them for myself, just to understand that I was a sinner that needed grace and that needed his um, saving and, and just really to embrace that for myself. And um, the beautiful thing is I think God just really put such a strong hunger in me from an early age to just grow closer to him and draw nearer to him. I remember reading about the story of Solomon when I was a little girl 
and reading about how he asked the Lord not for riches or for, um, you know, any of the things he could have asked for, but he asked for wisdom. And I remember really just earnestly praying for that. And I think the Lord, um, in his kindness, heard, heard that little girl's prayer and um, has just given me a hunger and a thirst for a long time uh, for just his truth and his word. Wow. That is really cool. That's awesome that that's what um, triggered your heart and compelled you to move forward with him as this desire for wisdom. And I think that's really amazing that God has clearly imparted you with that to help share Mm -hmm. other people with some wisdom too. So kind of piggybacking off of that, um, can you tell us about your book that you wrote recently and what inspired you to write about it? Yeah. And so I just finished writing a a book called Watching in Wonder, Growing in Faith um, During Your Baby's First Year. And it is a devotional in a journal for moms in the, um, in baby's first year. It may not be their first year of motherhood. They may have had more than one child, or it might be their very first child. Um, but it's, I, I wrote it to come alongside moms in that very exhausting and exciting first year of your baby's life, because I wanted moms to, um, one, to not feel alone because it is a very isolating time but also to grow in their faith and to use that time um, to really lay down some foundations for um, growing nearer to Christ. Um, And also I wanted to encourage moms to um, really treasure those days. Um, They go by so fast. And I think that um, God in his kindness, he really shows us a lot of who he is through the wonder of our, our children. And so those were the reasons that I wanted to write the book. It is a follow-up to a book I did before called Waiting in Wonder, Growing in Faith during um, While You're Expecting. And so um, they kind of dovetail together. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I think there is no better time to reflect than when you are pregnant and when you are going through that first year because it is such a precious time that is so unique. I, I really don't know if there's anything quite like it. Um, and so to be able to really be intentional about meeting with God in those moments and really reflecting on your baby and the changes going on in your own self and body, um, I think that could be really beneficial to people. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's so much emphasis on preparing all of the external things during that time, uh, preparing the nursery and preparing uh, getting the baby clothes and picking out a name, but it's really a precious time that's a little bit slower in a way, a little bit more reflective, where you have a time as a person to get ready for this monumental um, <laughs> shift in your life. You know, you're never going to be the same. You're always going to be caring for another person. And, um, and I think to root ourselves in Christ during that time, um, to ground our relationship with our husband, um, to just grow um, in those areas is just a precious, precious thing. Absolutely. And I would love to get your input on this. So you have six sons, six babies. They're not all babies now, but right. <laughs> you have six kids. And so you've gone through this six different times. And how does it differ each time? Like, you know, you have your first and then you have your second and, and what do, is it different every time or is it the same or can you shed a little light on that? 
Yeah, um, I do think in some ways it's different. I laugh because, um, you know, as a first time parent, you everything is so new and you don't want to mess up and you don't want to make any mistakes and you just want to you want to do it. You want to do it right. And I think by the time we've had more than one child, we realize we're not going to do it right. We're we're going to mess up. We're going to. Um, it's not all going to go smoothly, but thank God we have Jesus. Thank the Lord that he is bigger than our insufficiencies, bigger than um, all my mess ups. And I think, I think we just kind of relax a little bit more. Um, But, you know, with our first child, we also have a little bit more time and we have that time to be reflective and intentional. And I think that's a precious time that I love to see new moms, first time moms seizing and really um, preparing themselves, you know, like I had time in those first few years. Um, I started reading about all kinds of things, sleep habits. I started reading about parenting books. I read about um, schooling options. I read all kinds of things. And I don't have as much time now to do that. And I'm glad that I seized those early years um, to do that. And also to just build habits of time with the Lord that are in place and grounded um, for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why I like the idea of your book so much, because when it is your first child, you, you probably do have more time to reflect and, you know, fill out the daily devotionals and everything with your second or third or fourth or whatever. You may not feel like you have as much, but I love your book because it's, it's like one or two pages. It's so doable and it's mm-hmm. great to make the time, like you said, to yeah. get used to, saying, you know what, I am busy, but I'm still going to carve out a few minutes so that I can really just reflect on my child, reflect on my heart and just give this time to the Lord. Um, And that kind of leads me into another question I have for you too. So motherhood is exhausting. I have two kids of my own and I know there are days where I am just like barely getting by Um, and especially in the early days. And so what truths in the Bible really speak to moms, like in these days when we just feel stretched so thin? Yes, yes. Um, well, one of the things that's spoken to me is a passage in Isaiah um, where it says that, um, and we'll have to, I'll have to get you the the reference because I don't, I don't have it off the top of my head, but maybe for the show notes, it says that Jesus tenderly leads those who have young. And he's talking about the lambs. He's talking about mothers with baby youths who are still in that suckling phase. And I just always have thought that is such a a precious image of how God knows he sees, he cares. He's not, he's not this slave driver. Who's like, get moving. You know, he sees you and he cares about you. Um, I also love the passage that says that Jesus, that, that God neither slumbers nor sleeps. And how many times are we up in the middle of the night and maybe we feel we feel alone or we feel exhausted and how sweet and precious it is to remember that God is up with us. He's walking, he's pacing the floor with us. He's, he's right there. You know, I remember my first child, um, (laughs) the, the nurse at the hospital sort of scared me unreasonably. Um, looking back on it, I, I, it was, it was sort of a bizarre thing she said, but she said, I had to get a burp out of him every time before I laid him down. And so I remember being this, um, up in the middle of the night, not being able to get a burp out of my newborn and freaking out, you know, just being like, oh no, what if I lay him down? And what if he suffocates? You know, God, 
God is with us in all of those new anxieties. He's with us in those moments. And to know that he is there um, is so precious. There's so many truths like that, that I have just um, turned to again and again. Um, and that, that kind of grow in their um, depth of meaning to me as I grow as a mom. Mm, that's beautiful. Wow. I can relate to that too. I mean, I remember like bringing home both my sons from the hospital and those early days where they're just up all night and it's dark and you're alone with a crying baby and yeah. it can be, it can feel like a lot, but I love that scripture. You just brought up that like God is, is he never sleeps. So he's there, he's not sleeping. And then yeah. also just that he's tenderly graciously watching over us because we're caring for his young and he knows yeah. it's not easy and he is there. So thank you for pointing us to those. Um, and I also wanted to ask you too, um, how do you think our culture views motherhood and how do you think the Bible sees it differently? And how do we really cling to believing what the Bible says about it? Yeah. And I honestly think our culture sort of falls off the horse on both sides. <laughs> Um, let me explain. Like, I think that our culture sometimes um, really has a low view of motherhood that um, it, it sees motherhood simply as um, kind of glorified daycare duties that are easily outsourced um, to others. And then the other way that I think our culture falls off the horse is that um, they see children as the most important thing. And the thing that our whole life should revolve around. So I see sort of two different ways that we fall off the horse in our culture. And just putting um, up the biblical view next to that, I think um, I just I just finished writing an article um, and I, I quote one of my favorite quotes from um, Vincent Van Gogh, in fact, who says that Christ is more of an artist than the artist because he works in living spirit and in living flesh. And I love that metaphor because I feel like God invites us in as mothers into this beautiful work of shaping a living soul of inestimable worth. I mean, there is nothing more valuable and more precious than a soul. It's going to last for eternity. Our houses are going to fall apart. Our wardrobe is going to fade, but these souls are going to last forever. And so that infuses motherhood with so much dignity and so much beauty and so much worth. We're working in something far more precious than, uh, you know, in, in living spirit and living flesh. I just love that. Um, I love that metaphor. Um, and then the other thing is that at the same time, our world does not revolve around our children, okay? Christ is the center of our world. A point in raising our children is to glorify Christ. Our lives should revolve around him and about making much of him. And so mothering is one of those ways in which we do that, but it's not our entire identity. We are not lost in that. Our identity is in Jesus. And so I think it's a beautiful thing to... Um, just really consider both how God gives us value as mothers, but also our identity is not completely wrapped up in that. Mm, that is so good. I, I love that. I had never really thought about there being kind of two camps and neither one is really like hitting the bullseye of 
Christ's view of motherhood. And I do think social media is a huge proponent of the anxiety we feel as moms that we're not Mm -hmm. measuring up. Or I know I have felt even just this week, um, many times, like, why is my two and a half year old, uh, you know, not able to go outside because he runs away and doesn't listen to me. And yet this mom is at the zoo and her child looks like he's perfectly obedient right now, you know? Right. And, yeah. and it's so hard not to compare and think that we're not enough or we're doing something wrong or um, even question our child. Like, is everything okay with them? You know, are yeah. they developing properly? And it just, the anxiety can be so much. And I think a lot of that does have to do with the comparison game we play with what we see around us. Absolutely. I mean, you know, they say comparison is the the thief of joy. And I I definitely believe that. Um, but you know, I, I I've been thinking about this and I've been I've been trying to articulate it and I, I don't know that I have it quite yet, but you know, if if comparison is stealing our joy, what what is the opposite of that as Christians? And I think you know, as Christians, we have to realize that we are, um, we are singing in chorus, you know, we are, um, instead of, instead of trying to say, you know, am I doing a better job or am I, um, you know, not living up to this? Like our, our voices are trying to, um, to really focus on the the music itself and to sing in, in chorus of what, what is good. So we can look at what that other mother is doing and admire what they're doing right. Find what's going on there that's good. If we find ourselves jealous, we can take that to the Lord and we can say, God, you don't want me to be jealous. You want me to bring you my desires. What desires here are of you? And what are, what are just worldly desires that are going to pass away? Um, and so we really have a friend in Jesus in that so that we can be voices of um, praise and cheering our fellow mothers on when we see them doing something right, emulating the good and throwing away the bad and, um, you know, really not getting caught up in that comparison game. But I do think social media has made that so hard on us. Yeah, it really has. And I, But I love your reminder to take it to the Lord, because um, going back to your verse in Isaiah about how God, um, I'm probably butchering what what it says, but the general gist is that God really gives grace to mothers who are taking care of their young. And I do see that time and time again, when I come to the Lord and just say, God, I am really stressed out about this. I am worried about um, you know, these things, or I just feel like it's too much. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I feel like he shows up every single time and it has truly amazed me and just completely blown me away. I, um, I think I shared this on another recording, but, um, we were going through kind of a difficult time with one of my sons and I just prayed God's perfect peace over our home for two days straight. I just was like, Lord, there is nothing else <laughs> that is going to make things feel less chaotic than your peace. And we just need it. I don't know the answers. We just need you. And yeah. he did. I swear, I felt peace covering our home like a blanket for two days yeah. straight. And I mm. didn't even want it to leave. It was like this feeling that was just mm. so present, so visceral, so perfect. And I, I, you know, I knew my son was feeling it too. And I just 
thought there, or I just sat there and I thought, how in the world could I parent without Jesus? I don't know how I could, because he really does take the reins way more um, than I ever realized he would. And when he does, it's like the best thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. What a, what a precious, um, what a precious memory and precious thing to have walked through and to know um, just deep down in your soul. You know, I, I think that um, the, the Lord just really, um, I, I think he, he knew what he was doing when he made mothering so exhausting in the early years. Because when you think about it, we have this whole parenting journey ahead of us and we begin it in a state of realizing I can't, (laughs) I just can't do it all. Mm -hmm. I can't be it all. I'm, I'm, you know, um, I'm not enough. And I think that that is where Jesus wants us to begin it all. He wants us to know that we desperately need him and we don't just need him when we're exhausted. We don't just need him when things are going wrong. We need him for every step of this parenting journey that we're on. And so I, I think that God was knew what he was doing, you know, when he made this, this early motherhood stage um, so intense mm-hmm. and that he wants us to fall into him. Yeah. That's very insightful. I never really thought about it that way, but it is, it is very intense, very quickly right off the bat. And Mm -hmm. I think you're right to think that that was intentional. It's not wasted. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, because you're raising six kids and six boys, um, nonetheless, what kind of advice and encouragement do you have for moms? And then, even maybe branching off that too. Do you have any specific advice for boy moms? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, have fun and enjoy it. I mean, I think that, I think that our children feel, they feel it when we're in, when we're, when we're enjoying it, you know, they enjoy it when we are enjoying them. And really that's, that's sort of the foundation of all of their growth as a person is just, you know, you're their first audience. You're the first person who delights in them, the first person who responds to them with bright eyes and a smile and wow. And so I would just say my my first piece of advice is to enjoy it. And um, my second would be to, to play with them. Um, I really think that God gifts us children because we need it. You know, we need that invitation to remember um, what it feels like to touch the grass. I was out at the park this week with my with my 18 month old and I just sort of let him lead me where he wanted to go. And we went and smelled the the daffodils and we um you know dug in the dirt and we stepped over the tree roots and you know I just felt like um this is the Lord calling me back to my senses, calling me back to this physical world that I'm grounded in. And there's so many opportunities like that where my children just show me Jesus. They show me um, his gifts. They invite me to wonder again. And I just say, don't miss out on that gift that they have to give you. Um, Mm. As a boy mom advice, um, (laughs) uh, 
The boys are wonderful. I think our, our culture, I, you know, I don't know if you get this as a boy mom, but I, I often have people make little snide remarks like, oh boy, you know, you have your hands full or, um, you know, just kind of like, are you trying for a girl or um, something that, that makes me feel as if um, maybe I lost the lottery when I got boys. And I don't think that's true at all. Um, I think that we have such a privilege. It's a privilege to raise any gender of child, but it's such a privilege to raise um, boys to be men of God. Um, one of my friends who has uh, only boys, I asked her when I was a new mom, I said, do you have any advice and uh, she said, I just thought it was really funny. She said, uh, wear them out. And she <laughs> said, if they are, if they are worn out physically, and she meant like playing sports and, you know, being outside and running and jumping, she's like, they're not going to use that energy to, to pound on each other and to, um, you know, just take out that because they, they do have lots of energy. So I do think that there's some truth in that of just, get their energy out in healthy ways, be outside, play sports, um, go on nature walks, you know, jump on the trampoline, whatever it is, so that you're getting that energy out in a healthy way, because God has gifted them with lots of energy. Um, So that's great advice. And it's, you know, it's funny, I have been asking this question more lately to uh, other moms who have boys. um, And I think the reason I I'm seeking so much advice is because uh, my mom and I were actually talking about this. Um, I'm her only child and I'm a a girl um, and I'm her only kid and I'm a girl myself. And so sometimes, uh, you know, my mom helps me watch my kids um, three days a week. And so um, sometimes we both feel baffled. Like Mm. we're not, um, equipped to know how a little boy thinks <laughs> or mm. what he needs or how he works. And so we've been talking to each other lately where we're like, we need to learn boys. We need to know <laughs> what they need because we feel like it doesn't come naturally to yeah. us as women. Um, and it, it has been something that I'm actively learning about, like, oh, they do, they need to go and wrestle or they need to, you know, they yeah. need to release this energy in a different way than maybe I, as a, a little girl needed to. Right. Um, yeah. So I do love learning more about like, you know, how can we do that? How can we give them what we, what they need in the healthy way? Yeah. And I think our husbands are great, um, great sources of information on that. Um, you know, my, my husband has had to, has had to say at times, you know, it's okay. They, you know, they can wrestle, they can, you know, they might get hurt and it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, And, and we, as moms have a, a little bit more of, and maybe that cautious, um, streak in us, but, um, yeah, those are important questions to be asking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, thank you so much. This has been great. Just getting um, some ideas and I, I love your books, um, the books you've written. I would highly encourage any new moms or expecting moms to grab a copy. I know I have a couple copies for some people in my life that are expecting. Um, do you have any other resources or a place where people can find you if they want to learn more about what you have to offer? Yeah, I'd love for people to visit my website. Um, it's 
katherineclairelarson.com uh, and um, my uh, Instagram is at katherineclairelarson. My Facebook is at katherineclairelarson. So I'd love for them to find me in those places. Um, I, I'd love to just continue the conversation. If you're in the toddler years, stay tuned because there is another book coming out a year from now in March called Walking in Wonder. So it's going to be a trilogy um, just to keep keep guiding moms along through those stages. Oh, that is amazing. I cannot wait to get my hands on the Walking in Wonder because that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Sparkle Speak. As always, you can find us at sparklefaith.com or head over to our partners at lifeaudio.com where you can hear more podcasts just like this one. Don't forget to check out our show notes to find all of our social media. And as always, don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, share this with people that you think would enjoy hearing. It really helps us more than you realize and allows us to keep doing what we love to do, spreading the hope and love of Christ with others. So thank you so much for being here and we will see you next episode. Bye. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015 and every single day of the week I read one chapter of Scripture then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.